guys. Uh, my name is Logan. This is the Youth Academy podcast, and I'm back finally after a very long hiatus. Um, I don't know how, how long it really was, but I'm back, and that's what matters. Uh, the best in the business is back on the mic, um, but the second best is my guest today, and that is John Prashanti. Please let the people know who you are. Hello, uh, Youth Academy fam. It is John Prashanti, like what Logie said. I'm the second best, but I will not accept that. I will hopefully one day become the best in the world in this business, uh, but it takes time. So I want you guys to tweet at Youth Academy Pod on Twitter. Where are you listening to the pod from? Are you listening in Asia, India? We want to know where you're listening because we care about our listeners. I re- really appreciate you listening to this pod. Can't wait to get into it. Let's get the show on the road, Logie. Yeah, and um, if you're if you're a lovely lady out there, and you want to shoot myself and John some DMs because uh, you just love hearing our voices over the internet waves. Um, yeah, just shoot us a DM at it's Logie at jfrashanti1. Um, you can't DM Zach because he's taken. Other than that, all is fair game, and we're going to get straight into the podcast. John, Chelsea, West Ham United, and the game ended 2-1, to one, but... The main talking point was Diego Costa, um, yellow card for what was a dissent early in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new rule in the Premier League where if you approach the referee and like get in his face and or make gestures or freak out pretty much, then um, <laughs> you're gonna get a yellow card. And it's like I guess a new thing to just kind of like a big warning to players like hey don't do that that's stupid well it should be called um, the diego costa rule right it's just <laughs> it's him yeah like that rule just Literally. describes what not to do towards diego costa yeah. but he doesn't care he does what he wants and the refs <laughs> just let it happen right yeah and so chelsea get a penalty diego bueno um hazard scored the penalty um, and then we go to the second half. Diego Costa sitting on a yellow card. West Ham equalized. But later on in the half, um, Adrian, the goalkeeper, was trying to do some fancy footwork around Diego Costa. <laughs> or was it a pass back? I think it was, I think it was when he... Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, tried he to go around Diego Costa. He tried to go around him. around Diego Costa. And right when he let go of the ball... Uh, he got challenged, and it didn't look very rash. But when you when they zoomed in and played like extra camera angles, Costa went studs up into the side of his leg yep. about a second late, and it wasn't a card. Yeah, he was already was sitting on a yellow, so he should have got that second yellow and got a uh, a red. He should have been out of the game. Uh, and so then you think it should have been a red card. Well, he was already sitting on a yellow, so he should have just got the second yellow and the red. That's what should have happened, but I don't know. Yeah, I think at the end of the game, a lot of people were questioning it. Was it uh, a bad tackle? I mean, he was going for the ball anyway, but he missed the whole ball. He just got Adrian. So, yeah, I think it should have been a second yellow and a red. Yeah, and... Crazy thing is, of course, um, he's the man to score the game winner 
there's a lofted ball to Mishi Bashuai, um, the Marseille, ex-Marseille man who just joined Chelsea, headed the ball to Diego Costa, and from about, what, 18, 20 yards out, uh, Diego Costa shoots right past the goalkeeper, Adrian. And yeah. that was the winner, 2-1 to one for Chelsea. But, but if you're a West Ham fan... Honestly, sorry, Logie, you can continue. I was saying, but honestly, it, it that goal shouldn't have... Shouldn't have come from the Acosta. Yeah. He should have been in the locker room. Yeah, if you're a West Ham fan, you're just like, we should have just got a point at Stamford Bridge. Costa should have been off. But you you could just see the fight in Chelsea, and they didn't have a great season last year. And even West Ham fans were saying they celebrated like they won, they won the league. But it's very exciting because they came off of a bad year and they got a winner late on in that match. Antonio Conte just hugged a random fan. Imagine if you're that fan <laughs> getting a hug from Antonio Conte. It was just, he did, he did like a, uh, a heel kick when he, when they won, he did like a heel kick when they scored, he jumped in the air, fist bump. Yeah. I, ne- um, I, I just never saw him that excited coaching Juve at all. Like he never looked excited about Weapon? Oh yeah, there's not. It's like you're facing like B teams in in Italy. I mean, I love Serie A, but that's just how it feels. But in in England, it's like it's a challenge for him, and it's like wow, we actually won something. So yeah, I think we're gonna see Chelsea win a couple more games, and Conte is gonna get excited some more, and is gonna hug some more fans. Yeah. But next time, Antonio Conte, hug a girl. Don't hug like a random dude. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the th- the only reason that I think that this um, this should have been a red card dispute is like it's not that big a deal is because it's the first match of the season, and if it was more towards like a playoff, pu- not a playoff push, if it was more towards like a Champions League push or a title league push or something like that, yeah. and I was West Ham, I'd be pretty upset because that's losing out on three points. But um, it shouldn't but matter. It's it shouldn't matter. Like people say, like oh, the referee should protect the stars. The ref should call a fair game, no matter if it's the first match, if it's the last match of the season. If it's a red, it should be a red card. That was. Uh, I, mean, I I agree. It should have been, but the outcome of it, I wouldn't be as mad as a West Ham fan because it is the first match of the season. And I think a lot of West Ham fans were like, we should have at least got a point. And I think they're playing Southampton at home, if I'm correct, right? So, No, they play um, they play Bournemouth. Bournemouth, man, I messed that right up. Southampton plays Manchester United. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, they play tomorrow, actually. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great match. Pogba, potentially his debut. I don't know if he's a player or not. Yeah, but moving on, John, let's move on to the blue side of Manchester Joe Hart, and I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because it involves one of your beloved clubs in England. Yeah, Everton um, all day, man. What are the rumors around Joe Hart? Well, he's not going to be the first choice uh, with Manchester City. Pep Guardiola just didn't select him. And I don't know, like he just seemed like pretty shocked that he just didn't get the start on the first match day of the season. And he's been with Manchester City and starting every single week. And when he just doesn't get selected, he just never experienced that before. So they're saying that he's going to go out on loan, which I don't understand. Why don't why don't they just sell him? 
because if you don't want him anymore at your club, why would you just send him out on loan? I just don't understand that. But there's some favorites of who's going to pick him up. Everton makes some sense because they're in England. He doesn't have to move that far. And Everton, and we need a number one goalkeeper. And Joe Hart could be that guy. He He's a big name. He would be a marquee signing, a signing that I think a lot of Everton supporters would would want to see because we have the money, and why don't you bring in a big-name player? And if you look around the world, who's going to be your number one goalkeeper? Joe Hart is that guy. He's not wanted, and he may want to prove a point and say, I deserve to be the number one goalkeeper. I am the best goalkeeper in the world, or I am the number one goalkeeper for England. And I think he does have a point to prove. So, yeah, he could be going to Everton. I saw Sevilla might want him, which is pretty weird. I don't I don't know if Joe Hart would want to go to Spain, but uh, maybe he wants to play in, in uh, Europe, or maybe he goes with Everton and maybe tries to get into Europe with Everton. It's a different challenge. It's not Manchester City. It's a different club going with a different vision. So I would like to see him go to Everton, which I think he will become like the star on the team because we need someone to lead the team forward. And I think that would be a very attractive uh, team for Joe Hart. Yeah, and uh, Pat Guardiola did an interview with NBC, Sky Sports. I can't remember who I was watching. Um, but he did an interview and said, yeah, the goalkeeper position was going to be a challenge. Like, no one's yeah, mm-hmm. guaranteed a spot. Yeah, that was on um, NBCSN. Yeah, NBCSN. And so right now, like, I, I think I think Joe Hart's a better goalkeeper than Caballero. Um, just all around, he's all he's been good for years. And I don't know. Last year, Caballero seemed pretty. He seemed pretty uh, on some games, off some games. I don't know, kind of inconsistent. Uh, so if I mean, if I was Joe Hart, I would definitely just take the challenge. Um, of uh, I mean, he had. I would. I would imagine he would win the starting job just because he's been there for years. He knows the players. Um, he knows his back line, which is most important. Um, they make a lot of signings in the attacking uh, side of the pitch, but he knows his back line very well. He's played with company for years. He played with Magala last year. Um, you've got uh, these two wide players, uh, whether it be Sanya, whether it be Klishi, whether it be Kolarov, anyone. He's got really good connection with them. And so <clears throat> I think that that would also help as long as his skill is better than Caballero. So why not? I, I just say why not stay with City? <clears throat> um, I wouldn't make it like a an effort to try to ditch out of the club just for not starting the first game. Yeah, I think it's an I, argument I of you're not selected on the first day of the season and, like, you see this with a lot of players, like Juan Mata, he wants to leave because he's sort of not in his plans, even though he's going to be starting on a week-to-week basis. But Pep Guardiola is a new manager coming into Manchester City, and he, he wants to see some fight in his team. You're not just going to be handed the number one goalkeeper slot just because you've been there for a while. You know what I mean? And that's what I don't understand is that, okay, you've been there for a while and you're making a lot of money and the fans like you, but that doesn't mean you deserve the the, the number one goalkeeper. You you don't deserve that. 
a new manager, you have to prove to that guy that you deserve the start. And he probably doesn't see that in him. Competitive adult league, uh, Premier League soccer, no goalkeeper no goalkeeper automatically gets this position. It's always a fight unless everyone else sucks at the position and you're like the only one, and that's when you're young. But in a situation like this, I feel like Joe Hart is the better goalkeeper between the two, and I feel like if he left Man City, that would that would be a letdown for quite a few of his players that he plays with, uh, the fans too, because he's been there for years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a letdown for himself, saying he can't take a challenge. Um, and I think Pep Guardiola. Honestly, I think he would. I think he would win a cha- win a goalkeeper battle with uh, Caballero. But they want to bring in Claudio Bravo. That's the goal. Is that why? Yeah. That's why they're trying to get rid I, of Joe Hart. If, if they if they bring in Bravo before the transfer window, then I if I'm Joe Hart, I'm out. And that's what he's thinking: because, is that I'm gonna yeah. not be their number one goalkeeper. They're gonna replace me with a better goalkeeper in Pep Guardiola's mind, and he he wants to leave before he's on the bench. But if you think about it in another way, you're not going to be playing every single week, but you're still going to be making the same wage sitting on the bench. But uh, but the thing about Joe Hart is that he wants to be playing. Like he doesn't care about the money as much as uh, other substitute goalkeepers. But he you needs know, he to start to because he needs to keep time. his number one goalkeeper uh, spot with England as well, and you're going to lose that when you're sitting on the bench. Yeah, but I mean, all right. Honestly, if Bravo comes into the, the team, then I want out if I'm Joe Hart. But I mean, if it's just me and uh, Willie Caballero going at it, trying to get that number one uh, spot, number one shirt, then I'm staying. But I, I, I think Joe Hart's going to be out before they even see that guy coming in the squad. Anyway, so yeah, I think he's going to be moving within the the next week or two, probably. Uh, because the window is going to be shut, so very very exciting times for Everton. Do so you think he's going to go to Everton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he is English. He probably wants to stay in England, right? So, yeah. I just can't see him going anywhere else. Uh, like, if you think about it, besides Spain and England, where else is he going to go? Is like an MLS team going to say, "Oh yeah, we'll take you on loan." That would fill up the Too seats. Too much money, honestly. Joe Hart, it'd be crazy. Yeah, but I, I don't know an MLS player that's on like $100,000 a week or or like 200000 I, I just don't know what wage Joe Hart's on, but probably somewhere within that range, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it, uh, if you just think about uh, it, I don't know. It's a weird situation, man. Yeah. Moving into the Champions League. Um, no, we're not talking about the Champions League that happened this past week. Uh, we're going to talk about the new changes to the Champions League. And it's mm-hmm. not really drastic changes. Well, I mean, for Italy, it is. Yeah, for... for Okay, so for a few countries, it's pretty drastic. Um, so we've got... The, the Champions League is now going to be... Uh, four... The top four countries... So that's the top four countries who, quote-unquote, have the top coefficients so that's uh, England Spain Germany and what was the last one Italy Italy yeah 
Yeah, so those four countries um, in their domestic leagues, they would send the top four teams to the Champions League. So instead of England being top three automatic go and then Arsenal go to the playoffs, it would be um, top four and then its place would go to a playoff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or try to advance through the round, the early rounds. I think this um, benefits. sucks. Yeah. I think this benefits more. Sorry there, man. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Go on, go on. Okay, yeah. I just think this benefits more of Italy than it does any other league because in Italy, it's only the top two teams that directly qualify to the group stage. So now you actually give a chance for, say, like that mid-table club. For example, say like a West Ham type team in Italy. You give that team a chance to go to uh, Europe, like uh, an Inter Milan or an AC Milan that should be up there, but it's not close. Like we saw this last uh, season in Serie A, Roma finished third. In this new setup in 2018, they will directly qualify to the group stage, but now they have to go through the qualifying rounds, which for Italy, it really sucks because until 2018, only those top two teams get a qualifying place in the in the group stage. So, I think it helps out the league 100. Uh, percent But with England and the other leagues, uh, especially England, I, I just think it's sort of the same way. It doesn't change a lot. Uh, but with Italy, it's so much better, and it could make the the league a bit more competitive. Maybe some some owners actually want to spend some money and bring some more fans to the league as well. But the the teams that it, the leagues that it sucks for is let's say on the outside looking in of France, or you know one of those countries that has a decent league, but they're you know fifth, sixth, I think is Russia. Um, but they never advanced far anyway, so it's not a big deal. But just locking in on France, so you've got PSG, you've got Olympic Lyonnais. You've got um, Monaco. You've got Marseille. Um, there's Lille can get up there, but they've been having some pretty bad seasons. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much those top four. But in this sense, only two was it two would qualify, and then one would go to the playoffs. I think that's what it would be for Liga. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's not going to affect every country. Like Germ- Germany, it's Bayern, Borussia, Leverkusen, Wolfsburg, or Mönchengladbach. Um, but it gives opportunity, and there's really only that one or two countries that's like, wow, we're on the outside. We're not able to send as many teams as the other countries. Um, I mean, yeah, it sucks for them, but. Congrats to the big winners, the top four. And it also means that if you have four teams going straight to the Champions League, that's that extra money. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. if you qualify straight to the Champions League, then that's more money than you get than going through playoff rounds. Yeah, so like I said, it brings more money to the Serie A. So like right now, Italy 
is competing with England. England gets $100 million each team every single season. But with Italy, they're not getting that TV money at all. So if you send more teams, any other league besides Italy as well, if you send those teams, it just brings more money. Okay, the top teams are going to get that money. But again, it's going to force those smaller clubs to improve as well and to qualify for Europe. Yeah, especially a team like Inter Milan, AC Milan, that have been off of the radar for the past few years. One good season, that can turn them around for a while. Yeah. Uh, should we touch on Inter Milan? Because they have a brand new coach in Frank De Boer, which is pretty exciting. Go ahead. Yeah, it's his first uh, It's his first challenge outside of uh, the Netherlands, if I'm correct, or wherever he coached. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't know if he's going to do good. I mean, he he seems pretty excited about the challenge. Don't know why they sacked Roberto Mancini weeks leading up to the season, which they said, and their chairman or the owner, he said that uh, he didn't do good in preseason. It's preseason. <laughs> they don't count. Did anyone tell their owner that preseason doesn't count? So... I don't think so. I think in Italy they they try their hardest every game, no matter preseason, regular season. But it shouldn't matter. It's preseason, and I think they said that uh, they didn't get along or whatever Mancini and their owner. So, whatever was the problem with them, he wasn't doing the best with them either. Anyway, so I think I think they just came up with some random excuse and they sacked him. Frank De Boer comes in and he said this that give him about four months, and I'm paraphrasing here. He said, in four months, we're going to be challenging. Four months? That's, That's crazy. Too That's yeah. too late to be challenging. The He's like, oh, we're going to give... Yeah, four months? That's crazy. He said, oh, we're going to challenge with uh, Juve. He said, by Christmas, he said, if we're up there close to the table to challenge, then he said that we have a chance in the second half of, of, of the season, which I don't believe in him at all. But we would have to wait and see, as always. I, that is a, that's a very optimistic manager if he thinks that it's going to take four months to get to the top Juventus and then challenge them. I th- I really think it's going to take Inter uh, probably the whole season. I'm guessing because it's no, it's going to take Inter new signings. It's going to take them a manager that. You know, can coach these guys up and uh, to be able to play with Juventus, Napoli, Fiorentina, Roma. Um, it's it's going to take more than just like having a target in your season to be able to run with the front guys. Yeah, but if you think about it, Roberto Mancini was manning the transfers. He was in charge, so he brought in his guys until he got sacked. So if you're Frank DeBoer, you can't sell those players. You just bought them. So Mancini brought in his guys, and now Frank DeBoer just has to coach his plan. He has to pick up his pieces for this season. Yeah, and that's, that's why I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, it's going like, to take more think, than a season. I don't even think they're going to challenge this season. Yeah, I think if I'm Inter, I'll be happy with like mid-table with everything that, that's been going on. And then you can probably challenge next season and buy Frank DePore's players and all that and just implement his style. Or maybe he's doing that right now. Uh, the season doesn't start until Saturday. <laughs> so he has some time, which is not a lot. 
So best yeah, of luck, Frank DeBoer. They brought in really decent players in Benega. They brought in, uh, let's see here, Ed Saldi, good left back, and Ken Dravis, the big man from Lazio. Yeah, he uh, sure went to Napoli. Do you think this team can, you know, challenge the UCL? Uh, I hope not, but uh, I don't see why they can't because if you bring in a manager, well, okay, Frank DeBoer, he's never coached outside of his country before. It's a new challenge for him. It, it should be very exciting. Can they challenge? Yes, if he gets things right. But I can't see it happening this season just because it's not his players and he needs to change the whole mentality of the team within the last couple of weeks and in the coming days leading up to their first match. It's going to be really hard, but I don't see why Inter can't challenge. They have some money to spend. Their owner, he owns DC United and all these different teams throughout the world. So he has some money to spend, and I don't see why they're holding it back for him to spend it. So not this season, but probably next season. Yeah, so a bit of a rant about Inter Milan. You see on new format, like or love it, let us know. Uh, I think it's all right. It brings it brings a lot of uh, better teams to the competition. Logie, do you follow the uh, Italian league or no? It's, it's kind of hit or miss with me because they always play on Sundays, and Sundays are like my busiest day. Okay, so I can barely catch the matches, but I will be watching AC Milan this weekend. No, you should be watching, and this match is probably not going to be so attractive, but for Napoli fans, it should be. Uh, Napoli against Pescara. They're playing a team that just got promoted, and they have seen some oh, top-light football before. Are. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I said, I know who Pescara are. Yeah, they're facing them Sunday, but what's weird about it, what's weird about Italy is that we play like mid-afternoon, like towards uh, like 3, 4 o'clock here, or like 2 to 3-ish. Uh, so it's not really attractive for a lot of people. I just don't know why. I think a lot more fans should follow the Serie A, but uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea, I'm guessing. And John's going on about a rant about how you should follow Serie A. So you know, that means we have to move on to the next topic. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of transfers. Uh, start out with a bang. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, Leicester City, contract extension. John, what do you think? Well, this is like the biggest debate ever. And I'm trying to think if I was Riyad uh, Mahrez, would I go to Arsenal? I would guess no. Because Arsenal like has no plan, right? So they still have... Arsene Wenger, their fans are so upset because he can't spend some money. And around Arsenal right now, it's just so heated with, uh, with the um, with the manager, with the fan base. Everyone is just so upset. Even the manager came out today and said that uh, because he's been questioned a lot and, and saying that it's his money and why don't you spend it. He said it's not my money, sort of answering those questions, which we all knew it wasn't his money. But it was just a funny joke towards Arsenal. But I would not move there. Why would you move to a team that is not progressing? Leicester City, they're in the Champions League. They won the league last year. Why can't they do more than that? Why can't they repeat that? And that's what I don't understand about modern football is you you did all these things and you were sold for like $800,000 to go to Leicester City. And they made you who you are today. Why do you leave? Why do you disrespect that fan base and just leave just because you're going to get some more money? 
I don't know. It, it, I think he did a good thing staying, but it. I can see him being sold at the end of next season for sure. If they don't do so great, maybe if uh, they don't go far in the Champions League. But I think their supporters and as a club, they need to understand their expectations in a league where everyone else improved. Last year, everyone wasn't having the best year. This year, Manchester United has a brand new manager and they're made a stronger squad. Manchester City is stronger. Uh, Chelsea, brand new manager. So all these top clubs that should be up there, they're going to be up there this season. And that's why I think Leicester City has to understand where they are in the table or where they should be and be happy with that. Yeah, and um, I think he got a little little threatened when Ranieri said that if he transfers to Arsenal that you will kill him. (laughs) I'm hoping Um, he didn't take that seriously or if Claudio Ranieri didn't think that. Yeah, I hope he didn't have him at gunpoint at the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's just Italian people for you. it's a contract extension, but do contract extensions really mean anything in soccer? No, because... it just means that he's going to be around for this season for sure, but I can see him being uh, rumored at the end of the season, or maybe in January as well. You know what I mean? He can be, uh, there could be some rumors. Maybe Arsenal is not doing so well throughout the season, and we're seeing that they're not. Maybe in January, Wenger is like, Okay, this is going to be my last year. Let me go out there and make some moves. Maybe he he buys Rehad Mares in January. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't I don't care where where Mares goes as long as it's not a Real Madrid or a Bayern or a uh, Barcelona. Because if he goes to Arsenal, he can, you know, he can. He's not going to a club that wins everything. He's going to a club that like still trying to challenge to win titles or win spots in the UCL or win the cup. And he, I mean, if he went to Arsenal, he could potentially be a starter. Um, Sanchez on the left, him on the right. You know, you got Oxley Chamberlain to sub out. Uh, Walcott could play over there too. So I think wherever he goes in England, um, other than, you know, Man U or Man City, whatever, Chelsea too, um, any other team, but the top three, I think he can like get a solid starting position. Um, I think this is last year at Leicester. Um, he rode the wave last year with Jamie Vardy. He gave supporters what they wanted. They're, well, they didn't even expect it. Um, they just got it. And uh, so, I mean, as a supporter, it's understanding. I wouldn't be mad. I would praise him for his efforts over the over the two years that. Uh, he really sparked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the contract extension is, is good for this year, but contract extensions don't mean really anything in soccer because there's so many transfers that happen. And uh, just players aren't committed. Players won't commit to a three or four years at their club if there's more money awaiting on the other side. But do you think he leaves no matter what at the end of the season? Or do you think it's yeah, dependent think- on how the club does? Or does that matter I don't think at all? It depends on anything. I think I, I think he's gone after the season. Um, I think he's going to play play this whole year with them. Um, I honestly think Leicester is not going to finish him for a UCL spot. Uh, but I mean, I think he has in his mind. All right, this is my last year. I want to move on to bigger, bigger and better things. Um, after this year is done, I'm going to play Champions League with this club that I carried with Vardy. 
to get to. Um, we're going to I mean, give it a shot to win the league. Um, but, I mean, if it doesn't work out, it's whatever. We gave it a shot. And um, I'm going to move on to, you know, Arsenal. I'm going to move on to a bigger club, you know, progress my career because I'm still a young guy. Or maybe um, Napoli. So I think he does. <laughs> or not move to Napoli. I think <laughs> I think he leaves after the year. Um, I think it was a good uh, good buy and good sell for Leicester City. And um, props to the guy for moving on, man. But if he stays with Leicester City this season and, and he has another incredible season, which I'm thinking he is going to have with Leicester, Leicester can even sell him for some more money at the end of the season yeah, as well. If, so. if, he, if he has another solid season, his price tag is going to go even higher. And that's when Leicester's going to cash in. So in this market, would he go for like ninety million or? No, he would. He would maybe forty. Nah, I, Lukaku might be sold for seventy million. Okay, so if Lukaku, well, you you never you never know because Goethe was twenty six million to go back to Dortmund. That's nothing. But granite, but granite Shaka was thirty seven million to come to Arsenal. Yeah, so. So it's it's just how you deal and how you you know work your business. You sure. got to be really smart in the transfer market, but there's no way that Mars is that expensive. So I'm guessing over forty million for Mars at the end of the season. I'm thinking forty-five. He has another good one, and that's in U.S. dollars. <laughs> well, I'm hoping Mars uh, doesn't move to Barcelona at all, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping he does move to Barcelona. I don't know. I just don't. Nah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of players that move on to Barcelona for, for the titles, dude. For the uh, the ride that bandwagon. They move to Barcelona just to get actually recognized in, in the world and get some good uh, sponsorship yeah. deals as well. But uh, moving to Everton would not be a bad shout as well. <laughs> uh, but moving I mean, on, anything can happen. Honestly, John. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, so, you looked at me kind of funny when I mentioned this earlier. Um, three best transfers in the past week. And this is going to be really interesting because, you know, some, some transfers fly under the radar, some are over the radar, and you hear about it everywhere um, on NBC, Sky Sports, BT Sport, uh, Chinese soccer program. <laughs> oh, and, ta- um, talking about Chinese soccer, I just realized like the other day that we can or I can watch the Chinese Super League or whatever they call it. If we have some Chinese listeners, man, tweet at us at Youth Academy Pod. I want to know about um, your league. But, what channel? Oh, it's on One World Sports. They show Chinese oh, of Super League. I can't wait to see Pella playing with Levetsi in some random league. Uh <laughs> So yeah, that uh, was my. John, so, give me your three best transfers from the past week. Okay, my three best transfers, and my first one is uh, can't say his first name, but Desmali. He used to play for Napoli and throughout Serie A, and I never knew he moved to uh, Galatasaray. I just didn't understand that part. But uh, so yeah, so he moved to Galatasaray. Now he's moving to Bologna, which I read somewhere, and it, it was with translations in. Uh, Italian to English, couldn't understand much. But what I sort of understood was that he's going to move to um, the impact eventually, 
because the impact, their owner, his name is Joey Saputo, he owns Bologna. So it's pretty cool is that they use it as like a B team in a way. They're like, okay, that's by a team from uh, Bologna or that's by a player as Bologna. And then they, they usually sell them to uh, the impact or loan them out and so on. Dodo, he went from Inter to Sampdoria, which is a nice transfer. He's a pretty decent player. Uh, moving to Sampdoria, it's not a bad shout as well. And my last one, hopefully you guys are so psyched for this one, is Jordi Gomez from Sunderland to Wigan. Don't understand why you would move from a Premier League club to a championship club or maybe lower. I don't remember. Yeah, Wigan's into, in uh, the championship. They're, I mean, they're a lower table championship, uh, championship club. Yeah, why would you want to move there? I just don't understand that. Well, so. didn't he play? Didn't he play at Wigan like um, earlier in his career? Let's go to the Google right now. <laughs> well, John goes to the Google to make sure this information is accurate. Um, Christian Tello, you may have seen it in the papers, uh, showed oh. up to his Fiorentina medical in a shirt that says "I love beer." Yes, Tello um, was the best. Definitely the man of the man of the week, the best transfer of the week. The, but my uh, question about that. Ballsy. My question about Tello is like, did the, the medical staff like question that shirt? Like, why are you wearing that, bro? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? So. Yeah, they're like, oh, we need to test you now. <laughs> yeah, we should test you. We don't know if you've been drinking so much. Talk, talking about drinking. Talking about drinking, and okay, I'll say this for the end of the show for my uh, uh, my rant at the end. <laughs> but what if you walked in with a Heineken and was like, cheers, mate? Yeah, I'm sponsored by the Heineken uh, that sponsors the Champions League. <laughs> oh, the, oh, actually, he is going to the Champions League club, isn't he? Yeah, Barcelona. <laughs> well, wait, what's Fiorentina? It's Barca, no? No, he went for Barca to Fiorentina, bro. Oh, okay. My apologies. I just remember he played for Fiorentina, Barcelona. Did they make the Champions League this year? No, they they did not. Oh, never mind. Well, he went to Europa League. Something like that. Yeah, he, yeah it's Europa League. I got it but wrong. But uh, Fiorentina but... is not even a big team. Like They're like West Ham. They think they're a big team, but they're not. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so... Um, and Yannick Bellassi is another one. Yeah, uh, went from Crystal Palace to Everton. I think we over million. Yeah, we overpaid, but I think in this market you have to overpay to get people to uh to play for you. So I think it's acceptable. John, is he starting this weekend? Uh, I checked Everton's website uh, during the day, and I was super hyped because I want to see him play. And they're like, he might make his debut, and I'm like, yes. Because the problem with Everton is, like, we didn't get our business done early, which I thought we will, but we didn't. And uh, you, as a fan, you can't wait to see, like, uh, those brand new players in the squad. So I'm excited to see Balassi and uh, uh, Ashley Williams. He might get his debut at the weekend. Lukaku is hurt. He has something wrong with his heel. He cut his heel or something like that. Uh, so he might play as well. So a lot of questionable players but I'm hoping we start. We're playing West Brom, so hopefully we win with like a B team. Anyway, it doesn't matter if we they need to start. But 
but it would just be exciting to see them play anyway. Yeah, another uh, transfer that went under the radar was Stephen DeFore, the Anderlecht midfielder, central midfielder from uh, Belgium, transferred to Burnley. Hmm. And that is a league-winning, almost every year, um, Champions League-playing team at almost every year. And where he started, and he moved to Burnley, who are going to fight for relegation this year. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I have them down that they're being relegated, and I, I would be excited if they did it. Uh, so, uh, And then I got two more. Mario Gomez transferred uh, to Wolfsburg. Yep. And lastly is Benoit Estu Kakata. If you remember him, he was the uh, Spurs left back. Uh, back in the day, he transferred to QPR uh, when they were in the Premier League. Um, and now he went from Saint Etienne to Metz in Liga. Metz? So, <laughs> yeah, Metz. <laughs> so, I mean, some pretty, I mean, not crazy transfers, but some are transfers for the week. Um, and we're going to hop into results. Before we get there, Logie, let me just tell our listeners that Jordy uh, Gomez, he did play for Wigan Athletic from 2009 to 2014. He made 127 appearances and scored 17 goals, according to our wonderful per, uh, source, not sponsored at all, Wikipedia. Uh, hopefully they are sort of correct. Uh, and he returns to uh, go to the championship, which uh, shout out to him for going back to the championship. I'm so proud of him. Uh, he played for Barcelona C, Barcelona B, Barcelona first team, no appearances, Espinol B, Espinol, and then Swansea on loan, Wigan, Sunderland, Blackburn on loan, and he is a journeyman at 31 years old, so best of luck back to the championship. And uh, talking about Mario Gomez, he said that Wolfsburg wasn't his first choice, so that's pretty uh, rude to say it, when you get introduced. And the first thing, or not the first thing, but within the press conference, you're like, this place was not my first choice. And if you're a fan of Wolfsburg, you're like, what is this guy saying? Like, you make the fans hate you before you even stepped on the pitch. That's sad and crazy at the same time. But he's going to be scoring goals, so. He is, but you can't say that at all. Yeah, you can't. You can't say that in a press conference. It's like... Uh, it's like going out with a girl and saying, oh, I had like four more girls, but I just picked you today. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's yeah. It's really awkward. And then the girl like cries and <laughs> slaps you and then leaves. And, and then you're like, like, oh, going. no, I have to be with you anyway now. It's okay. No, you were my first choice. the girl walks to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all like that with Mario Gomez at uh, Wolfsburg. Yeah, so Champions League happened this past weekend. This <laughs> week, oh, not this weekend, this past week. Uh, 5-0, City beat Sol Bucarizetti. That is Manchester City, by the way. Uh, Sergio Aguero scored a hat-trick and missed two penalties. John, are you shocked by this result? Well, I didn't watch it, but that's all I heard from the match. Uh, I think, with that said... I think Pep Guardiola should just sell Sergio Aguero because he missed some goals that should have been in the back of the net. No, I'm just joking. Uh, you, you should keep Sergio Aguero. Uh, I don't know. Your striker misses some some easy shots all the time. I know in 
Italy with Napoli. The mid- the midfielder is like it looks like they're kicking like an American football uh, field goal. Like that's how much they miss the net. So I'm used to people missing the net. So I don't hate on Sergio Aguero that much. Yeah, I'm not really shocked by this result. Uh, Romanian side against one of the top Premier League teams for years now, a few years now. Uh, not really shocked. Five nil, and it's going to return to Manchester for the second leg next week, in which Manchester City will increase the aggregate to ten one. No, I, I just can't uh, see them scoring any goals. I would just sit back, play like your B team. No, City. Yeah, because you're in the middle of your your season, right? So you're not really going to start all your key players in this match. It's midweek. You played at the weekend. I just can't see them. You're up 5-0. But have you seen Manchester City's second team? No, I haven't. But you're Manchester City. <laughs> Buy a good second their team. Second, their, their second team is, can compete in the Premier League. I don't know. I, but, I, I mean, found the manager. too much depth. But I wouldn't start all of my, like, I wouldn't start my starting 11 that I would at the weekend. I would make some oh, changes, no but I wouldn't throw out all my key players in this match. You're up 5 nothing. Yeah, That's Definitely a squad rotation, but still, like, I think they're going to keep pounding goals on Stoke or Zeddy. They have to. That's what their fans expect from them. It's not really that funny if you if you're like super into the environment and atmosphere of supporters culture. But um there was a rival team, I think it was Dynamo Bucharest mm-hmm. and they um so Stoa did like a Tifo sort of choreo on the bottom and it said Bucharesetti and then Dynamo fans were above them and put only Dynamo. And so it said only Dynamo Bucharest, and it was I don't know. It's it's pretty funny if you understand. It's kind of like a like a middle finger to Stoa and their fans. But that's what happens in uh, supporter culture. There's there there's heated uh, rivalries. The supporters hate each other, and that happens. Like uh, we saw this with the Cosmos and, and NYCFC. We don't play in the same league. But there was fights, there was people bleeding and things like that. That happens. That happens everywhere. And the the weirdest part is that people in America just want to say that it's just soccer and, and it only happens in football, but it happens around the world. And it happens even in this country in other sports as well. So, yeah, it's just supporter culture and it happens. We can't stop it. And that's what makes the sport so great is that people are so passionate about their team. Yeah, and uh, another team that has a lot of passion surrounding them is Celtic. Mm-hmm. 5-2 over Hapo, Bear, Sheva. Yeah, there's beer in the middle of their name, beer. <laughs> I love beer. <laughs> what country are, are they from again? From Israel. Oh my God! You're playing Celtic. Oh God. Yeah, they um they beat a really decent side to get in Olympiacos. And yeah, what was the score into... against Beer? Uh, Celtic, Celtic, Celtic versus Beer. Yeah. Five two. Five two. That, that, I'm gonna be rooting for Beer. Let's go Beer. 
I know it was it was three zero, and then um, Halfwell scored two, and then Celtics raced away after that. And it was a really really big game. Scott uh, Scott Brown scored the fourth goal to you know give them the edge in the match. And after that, it was just no catching up. I I think the Israel team is going to win that fixture in the second leg. All right, moving on. Um, so, <laughs> much in Gladbeck. This is the last game we're going to feature for the US- UCL. And we're going to have to run through the rest of the results after uh, we talk about this. But Borussia Mönchengladbach, three young boys of Bern, one. John, did you watch the match? No, I did not watch it. I did not watch any Champions League, man. I'm going to watch all the second league matches. Or try to. Oh, my goodness gracious. You're slacking this week. Um much of Gladbach, they favorite to go in and uh, you know advance past this playoff. They go up one nil, and then um, a really well worked goal by Young Boys of Bern uh, brings them back one one. Soleimani scored the goal, and then after that, there was a questionable offside call, but the ref didn't call it, and Much of Gladbach scored, and an unlucky deflection um, led to the third goal. For Borussia Mönchengladbach, and after that, it was over. Uh, young boys weren't coming back from that, you know, that uh, fixture, and they take it back. It's two to one for Borussia going back to Germany for the second leg. Yep the the second leg is going to be very exciting. Uh, it just really is. Yeah, and some other results: uh, PSG Bastia. Uh, 1-0 for the champions, for uh, the Parisians. Uh, they struggled in the match, really, but they ended up getting a goal out of Kurzawa, and that took them to joint top of the table in Liga after week one. It's shocking, but I, I, I want to see someone challenge PSG, hopefully, but uh, they're probably going to run away, away with it again anyway, so... I mean, there's no one has the money they do. I feel like I, I just want to buy a team, like the most random team in Ligue 1, and uh, just like pump so much money into that team and just make them challenge PSG. Uh, where are you going to get the money from, John? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, please subscribe to the Youth Academy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, our content's going to have to get better if we uh, want people to sub to us. Yeah, but you should. Anyways, no, but they should subscribe so they can never miss another or follow us on SoundCloud, whatever it's called. Just follow us on SoundCloud. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. And anyway, let's move back on to on the topic. I don't know what John's problem is getting off topic tonight. Yeah, Marcy. <laughs> Marcy nil to lose nil. Mm-hmm. Boring game. Very boring game. Just like uh, how League One is, it's boring three. anyway. Arsenal Liverpool three four. John, I'll let you touch in on this one. Yeah, Arsenal is shit, and Liverpool are better. That's it. That's all you have to know. Arsenal need to make some signings. They need to sign some players. Wagner needs to spend some money. If he doesn't spend any money, he's going to be sacked in the middle of the season, and they are not going to finish in the top four. Hull City beat the champions 2-1. to one. Um, That was dramatic. That's my favorite fixture from the weekend, 
And with that said, Hull City is going to stay up. And if they could stay up, if they get the, I think it's 40 points, right, to stay up. If they get more than that, That's I the think they're. Number. Yeah, the match number is 40. I think they're going to finish mid table this season. That's bold. That's really bold. Hull City has the fight in them. They, they had that same fight that Leicester City had last season. They had that same fight. So if they can keep that together, they can stay up for sure. Yeah, but they don't have a manager right now, so. <laughs> Manchester United 3, Bournemouth 1, the man's Latin. Score goal, uh, Pogba should be starting this weekend coming up. If they not, I think he'll right be on the bench anyway. Think he's gonna be on the bench? I said if he's if he's not fit enough, he he's probably gonna be on the bench. You're playing home, everyone's going to that game thinking we're gonna see Pogba's debut, right? So they have to start him. They have to. But uh, I don't know Manchester United. What I don't understand is, or I can't understand how Pogba got it. A yellow card in Coppa Italia, a domestic cup in Italy, of course. It's in the name. And he got suspended when he transferred to Manchester United because of that yellow card or red card or whatever it was. How does that transfer over? Uh, does it even transfer over? That's what happened. That That's why he couldn't be selected for uh, the first match against Bournemouth. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Thought, wait, if it's in Copa Italia, shouldn't it like, affect his FA Cup and not league? Yeah, it's just their domestic cup in Italy. But the thing was that he got booked. I don't know if it was a yellow or a red, but it shouldn't matter anyway, even if he got a red card. It's in Italy. That happened in Italy. It shouldn't transfer over to, okay, he transferred to England. Okay, yeah, he's he's suspended. Or maybe if you look at it from another way, it's like, well, he didn't serve his suspension. And he's going to serve it in England. And he did. The first match he couldn't play because he was suspended. Now he could be selected. I don't know how fit he is. I'm guessing he is somewhat fit. He played in the Euros. He didn't eat like McDonald's for days. He's still working out and and, and, uh, and just being an athlete. That's what they do. They're fit all the time. Even though their managers say, oh no, they're 80% fit. Man, they're more fit than we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... By a uh, lot. I don't know. It's crazy. Moving on to our Hattrick yeah. heroes. <laughs> well, thanks, John. <laughs> Moving on to our Hattrick heroes. The, I was trying to muster up the words on like what to say after that because I, I just couldn't even follow up your McDonald's talk. Yeah, Hattrick heroes here. Lacazette for Leon. Lacazette should be going to... Um, should be going to Arsenal, but Arsene Wenger doesn't know how to spend forty million. He offered them forty million. I mean, no, he offered them thirty million. They want forty. What's ten million dollars in this market? I can't understand his mentality. What I I would love to do is have like a, a full hour of Arsene Wenger on the show. Like, if that's possible, I would be super hype, and I would be an, an Arsenal fan just because I would talk to Arsene Wenger. And just ask about his transfers. The whole episode would would just be about why he can't buy players. <laughs> That's what I can't understand. In FIFA, I buy players. I don't care whose money it is at all. 
If I was a manager in, in in real life, I would spend the owners like $200 million just to win the league. I don't care. It's not my money. He's been coaching yeah. for 20 years. What does he think this is? I mean, if, if the money's being thrown at you, then you throw it, throw it out and cash it out. Their owner said, we're not stopping the cash. We're not stopping the funds for arson to uh, invest in the team. So with that said... Spend the money, Arsene Wenger. If you're a very upset Arsenal fan, I'm not even an Arsenal fan, and I'm upset about it. So if you're an upset <laughs> Arsenal fan, tweet us at Youth Academy Pod, and I will respond, and hopefully uh, we can have a chat about Arsenal. But uh, moving on, we have some dude from Vietnam. Uh, his name is Vyong. The second hat-trick hero yeah, is uh, Vong. from the Vietnamese League. And it's uh, Vu Wong uh, from the team Hoang on Gia Lai. The funniest part is that that team is not even in FIFA anyway, so I can't buy him. They won 3-1 to one on a on a big night by Vu Wong. <laughs> and John, yeah. quickly we're going to move into performance of the week. Okay, the first performance of the week is Armada 2. Ottawa Fury won. If you guys don't know what that league is, and if we're talking like bollocks right now, that is the NASL, the North American Soccer League, second division in the United States. I know some people would be turning this off and saying, what, these guys are talking about the second division? We talked about the championship, guys. It's the NASL. It's better than the championship, even though the championship is somehow ranked like the top like four exciting leagues or something like that. I can't understand that. Yeah, but the championship is actually really exciting stuff. Yeah, uh, you will know that because you follow QPR. Oh, shameless plug right there. Or That was harsh. But, uh, yeah, they got their first road win. They had a sack. Former U.S. men's national team, Tony Miola, who he cried when he, he, he got he got uh, said that he got sacked, he got fired, and he started moaning and crying like how Arsene Wenger would when he gets sacked in the middle of the season. No, he, he uh, Tony Miola didn't cry. I don't know that at all, but I'm guessing he did. Uh, Brighton... Uh, they beat. Uh, let, let me read it word from word. Brighton back to back three nothing matches against Nottingham and Rotherham, which is very exciting for Brighton. They were in the playoffs to get promoted, but then they choked and they lost, like the New York Mets. Uh, that is the Major League Baseball in America. And we have some questions you here. Need to, yeah, you need to work on your uh, your pronouncing of these teams, man. Rotherham. Man, I don't follow these leagues, man. Everton is my team. It's alright. You're you're a little bit of help right now. No, I'm okay, man. It's just getting late here in the states, and hopefully, we have a lot of international uh, listeners that don't hate me because I don't know how to say Rotherham. Rotherham. I said it correct this time. Uh, thanks, Logan, <laughs> for the help. Uh, so let's move it's move on so, to our questions. So Rotherham. Rotherham. Yeah. Rotherham. Rotherham. <laughs> I said it's so American. I said it like Rotherham. Okay, it's just my Tottenham. It's like Tottenham. Tottenham. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I I probably offended like twenty thousand people so far. Uh, so we're gonna get some questions going right here. Uh, I'm so excited for these questions. Loki, can you fire over some questions? Yeah, let's go. You wanna? Okay. The first BPL manager to get sacked this season. 
I'm guessing it's going to be Arsene Wenger because I don't see him signing anyone at all. I just can't see it. He wants to get Lacazette. He can't spend $40 million. He wants to offer $30 million. If you play like that, Arsene, you're getting no one. And that's why I don't think they're going to get a defender. They can't even get Mustafi from Valencia, who uh, they're arguing over their uh, the fee at the moment. So if they can't get Mustafi, they can't get a defender, they can't get a striker that they need so badly. They can't, they can't even get Mares from Leicester City. That's enough said right there. Enough said. They can't even pursue Vardy and say, Vardy, come to Arsenal. We're a bigger club. They're not a bigger club. They can't offer more than Leicester City could. So with that said... Arson is going to be sacked in the middle of the season. Maybe if he's not, uh, who is that could be the sack next? I just can't tell you at the moment. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Conte. Maybe if he doesn't do good. No, I think I think Conte is a pretty experienced manager, and he'll be fine. My my guess would be uh, West Brom Tony Pulis because he he's a decent manager, but. The players that that he has at West Brom, they're just there's nothing special about the team. It's like that boring team that you never want to watch on Saturday morning because they're just boring. Like, like the Armada, are lame. Yeah, exactly. Well, what and, I can't understand about West Brom is a couple of years ago they had Lukaku on loan, right? Why can't West Brom? Buy Lukaku when when they had him on loan. I don't understand that. Everton got him on loan. Yeah. Chelsea want Lukaku back. West Brom want Lukaku back. I don't even know what to think right now. West Brom want Lukaku? Yeah. I did not read that. That was like a while ago. Like they they wanted him because they realized what they missed in him. (laughs) You were the first person to get. Lukaku on loan from Chelsea, you should have had a fee in that deal saying, if we like him, we'll buy him at the end of the season for like $5 million or whatever. That would have been a steal. That would have been know, a steal. And they really missed out and they're suffering because of this. Imagine, I mean, if Lukaku would have went to West Brom, they would be like where Everton is right now, like 11th, 12th. That would be okay for West Brom fans. Maybe a bit higher if they would have improved their team. I don't know. It's just misses, man. These transfers are too much for me to handle. What I what I don't understand, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again, is Premier League clubs have a hundred million dollars to spend. It doesn't matter if you're the worst team in that league. If you're just promoted, spend half of that money on transfers. But the problem is. That most of the top players go for at least 50, 60 million. Lukaku is reportedly going to Chelsea for what, like 70 million, or that's what uh, Everton want, right? And yeah. Chelsea are like, oh no, we'll give you like 40 and like Remy. No, we don't want Remy. Give us like Diego Costa or something like that. That would be better. I don't care if they would give us like 20 million and Diego Costa. I would take that. Or like no money in Diego Costa, I would take Diego. I, I do, yeah, I do think Bournemouth could be in trouble too with their manager if they finish poorly this year. 
I don't know. I just think that these these smaller clubs, I think they have more faith in their managers. Like Bournemouth, I can't see them firing Eddie Howe. Who are you hiring? Yeah, well, they got a they got a double promotion under him, but still, like they were decent last year. Uh, you expect like the same type of finish or higher. You expect the same thing because you're in a league that's improving every season and you're not improving. That's the problem is that these bottom clubs are not spending the money and getting the best players. And the teams ahead of you, like uh, United, Chelsea, the teams that just messed up last season, they're improving massively and they're all going to be left behind. Even Arsenal. Bournemouth, I think, as they're further uh, league, I I think uh, Bournemouth, I think they should expect... Um, they should expect to, fin- to finish where they they did last season. They should just sort of accept where they are in the table, and they are going to be fighting some relegation as well. Uh, they could go down if things go wrong. Uh, another manager that I think might get fired is Walter Mazzardi. He's coaching Watford at the moment. People, I think they look past this manager. A lot of Watford fans are like. Oh, we don't know about about our manager and all that. He coached Napoli when we had Cavani and Lavezzi and, and our best players at the time. He did a pretty good job. He was in the Champions League. We finished, I think, like second. That's all, only where we finished all the time. And he did a, de- a decent job with Napoli. I think he got fired, or he, yeah, I think he got fired from Napoli for some reason. I don't remember. And uh, he went to Inter Milan. Inter Milan is not a small job. He got fired from Napoli, got a big job in Italy, and then we never saw him ever again. And then he's he's coaching Watford because they have Italian owners. That's the only reason he's there. He's a decent manager, and, and he can bring Watford not to win the league, but they can finish probably mid-table uh, if they get everything right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Loki, do you have any last words? Okay, extra time. You know what extra time means? It means most inspirational words of the podcast. Okay, I oh I just remember what my extra time was. Okay, so Peter Check, Petter Check, to say his name correctly, he let in like so many goals against um Liverpool. They lost because they're gonna lose until they spend some money. They lost four three against the Liverpool, and after the match, he crashed his car. In I think I think I think it was in the parking what? garage, Pe- Peter Cech, He crashed his car into a, I don't know if it was like a pole. I think it was a pole, and he like damaged his his car. Uh, that's what you get for losing Arsenal. Yeah, and that's what? And that is true, guys. That is true. You should look it up on the internet or go on Twitter. I saw the pics today. They were crazy. He actually damaged like the front of his car, and I was like, "What the hell? What is he doing? Get a driver or something." He's trying to. He's trying to. He's trying to get out of the club, mate. He's probably like, "Let me get out of here before all the Arsenal fans are like gonna yell at me and run after me and all that." Because that's what they do. Like all the fans like run to their cars so they can get autographs and all that. But with Petr Cech, they probably get, like punch him in the head and all that because he let in all the goals. I can make a really bad joke, but I really don't want to. Okay, so let's so get... I'm going to move on to my extra time. Yeah, let's get your extra time in because all the li- oh, all the listeners are um, like, why are these guys going for so long? 
so my extra time. Um, it's currently Thursday. Uh, this isn't a very special extra time. It's more just like I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for some local footy. I'm ready for some footy on TV. Ready to kick a soccer ball around. I'm ready to just sit back, relax, and enjoy the weekend. Um, it's almost here. Uh, Thursday night we're recording, so I got one more work shift before you know it's finally time for this beautiful uh, you know two day weekend, which is sometimes so short, but we always wish for it to be so long. And yeah, I'm just really excited for the weekend. I'm really excited to watch the soccer, hang out, hang with friends. Um, Jaguars football for all you uh, football fans out there. And and, um, and yeah, so tomorrow at three p.m. We have some footy on the telly. We have uh, Manchester United against Southampton. And then we have, I think, some La Liga action as well tomorrow. Am I right about that one? Yeah, it's back-to-back La Liga action on BN Sports. Let me pull this up really quick. I know one of the games is Malaga. Hmm. So you got Malaga, Osasuna. And then at 4 o'clock, you have Deportivo La Coruna versus Ibar. Well, let's go Ibar. They play the Cosmos, but the Cosmos beat them on PKs because the Cosmos are better than Ibar. So, you heard that last yes. year. Yes, that's going to do it. Um, we went through a lot of trouble trying to get this podcast going because my voice sucks because John uh, lives so far. So, sometimes I'm a little laggy, sometimes a little staticky. Uh, but, hope you enjoyed the podcast. But you see, I live far. Like, I live in, like, London. I live on the East Coast like you, bro. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, It it means a lot. If you could share this podcast, that'd be awesome. It's my first one back, so I'm a little bit rusty. Um, We'll work on it. But you tweet me. If you want to tweet me, talk about soccer. Um, I have the most followers out of anyone here. So you should definitely tweet me. Uh, I'm at its Logie. John is at J for Shanti one. And I'm almost at 300 followers. He's ready to talk. What was that? I'm almost at 300, 300 followers. If I'm there, we're going to give something away. <laughs> Side Music Academy Pod jersey. No, we're going to give away um, Arsene Wenger's like, uh, suit jacket. Or we're going to give away like Peter Petrchek's, like gloves that he wants to burn because he lost in them or something like that. Uh, we'll tell you... Your infatuation with Arsenal is too much. And lastly, but not least, is Zach uh, at Zach Sports Talk 1 if you want to go... Or is it 0? I don't know. Just give him a follow anyway. I don't even know. He has like two Twitter accounts. Give him a follow on both of them. Talk shit to him on both of them anyway. And uh, you should talk to him about his recreation soccer team as well. Because he's the manager or the player or whatever he is, uh, so ask him about that and show and show Zach some love because he works so hard to produce some content for you guys. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in, and uh, just thank you so much. We love you all. Have a good night, guys.